from MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. Love-hate relationship with tennis, Corey. <laughs> I'm surprised there's a love involved. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. So, uh, welcome to the Revolution. Tennis Revolution podcast here, everybody. Corey, how's it going? Great. Our guest uh, today... Oh, wait. We don't have one. <laughs> we run them out pretty quick. Back by five foot man. Just the two of us. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Or it, or we run them out. Yeah. Let's go with that so people think we're cool. <laughs> Holy hell. Did She's you- still crying over the Djokovic loss. That's why. Wait, what? <laughs> Djokovic lost? He did. Mm-mm-mm. So, did somebody step on his hair? <laughs> you get it? Like the stepping on a Lego <laughs> and hit your foot? I don't, know. I don't know. His long head. Oh, my God. Did you watch any tennis between last weekend and this weekend? <laughs> I did. Sadly, I watched all of it. Wow. Yes. It was uh, very predictable. Just what we liked about tennis. The favorite, the uh, predictable tennis. That's what we love. Well, love, hate. I love the women's result. I hate the men's result. I hate it. <laughs> and who knew all along that I just had to drop a halop and then she would win immediately. Of course. Well, can you pick up Nadal then, please? <laughs> can you please pick up Nadal? Pick anyone but him. <laughs> no, no. If you pick, oh, him, pick up, him, there you go. He'll yeah. lose. Right. Uh, I don't think. You're talking about fantasy tennis. Well, no. just it, Well, yes, but also just that I finally didn't pick out to win a Grand Slam and then she does right away, but. I don't think picking anybody. I think now just uh, next year it all needs to play Canadian doubles. Maybe that'll make it more interesting. Oh my god, they need to go back to blue clay. <laughs> I was watching and I thought, okay, team is doing a few of the things coach said you need to do, but then he would just like disappear for a game or two and completely change strategies. I couldn't understand what his actual strategy was. Wait, we forgot to say spoiler alert because we don't want to ruin uh, the surprise for everybody. Because it was very much in doubt. Jesus Christ. So, if you don't know or you didn't know ahead of time, then why are you listening to a tennis podcast? You're an idiot. Nadal won. Again, La Undisima? Is that right? <laughs> I thought you were going to say La Dida. <laughs> no, I don't. I think it's La Undisima. Who knows? D- the 11th. Uh, the 11th. It's in like, uh, it was so, and this is exactly what we said, by the way. We said before the tournament starts, it doesn't matter what happens in the tournament. If he wins the final, you know, three, two, and one or something similar, it's a waste of a tournament. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Four, two, and one. Yeah. I was getting a little bit of a, uh, a, a Guillermo Coria flashback when I started to see that cramping. I was like, oh, a little bit, maybe some interesting. Well, let's listen. Let's get into that because that was the only thing that interested me. First of all, McEnroe commentating did not interest me at all, except <laughs> that he was with the great Mary Carrillo. I love her. I mean, See, not like undying romantic love, but love her as. I mean, I could. Who knows? <laughs> I, we've never met. Well, but. let me ask you this: Did you know all week that that was the tournament was on NBC? You mean what do you mean? Like the the the, the weekend? Every rounds? round, every round was on NBC Sports. Oh, on the app? No, on the NBC Sports Network. No. So you could watch. So I finally realized that on like Thursday, and I'm like, why am I watching, no offense, but to Martina and 
Gimmelstab or Brett Haber or James Blake, but I could watch Ted Robinson, John McEnroe all week long. I had no idea. And then I finally figured out on like the Thursday, I was like, oh, it's on for three hours a day on NBC Sports. Well, I'm not fond of John McEnroe, so that wouldn't have helped. I, <laughs> I didn't. Re- I thought only the weekend was on regular NBC. Yeah, I guess they had an arrangement to have three hours a day on NBC Sports Network. And so the only reason I knew that is because I saw Mahout getting smacked in the back of the head. <laughs> and it was NBC commentary. And I said, how is this on NBC? And you sent me the meme, by the way, which is funny. <laughs> and I said, how did you get to the French Open? <laughs> oh, wait. And I realized it was on. I was like, oh, I got to watch this NBC instead of Tennis Channel. Well, it, it, the only thing that reminded me that the weekend was not Tennis Channel was I couldn't get weekend matches on my Tennis Channel Plus app. Okay. By the way, do you remember I'm a Tennis Plus, Tennis Channel Plus member now? And even with that, you can't get the finals, or just not live? Not on the ten. Yeah, I guess maybe replay, but yeah. I can't watch it while it's going on. Hmm. I, I had to kick over because I wasn't wasn't home, so I had to right. kick over to the NBC app, which yeah. now you have to go through your Directv exactly sign in and prove that you exist and all that. Every I, every freaking time you sign in any app in the world, actually, it's, like, it's not every time, but it's so random. I don't understand when it is. Yeah, I must reset every month or three months or something so yeah so um that's when it dawned on me that oh okay so they're going away so nbc paid for 48 dollars worth of tennis perfect <laughs> right but no you remember when coria played gaudio and he was up two sets of love and then all of a sudden cramped and got blown out and says three four five and it was like gaudio's first ever only ever title i got that flashback and i was like oh something interesting and then like two games later and i was like oh well never mind so much for that right <laughs> well listen first of all if so McEnroe was commentating with mary carrillo and mary carrillo i mean maybe she's too nice but she just wasn't bringing heat i don't think although she challenged McEnroe a little bit but she did it in a nice way and he was just a jackass <laughs> but they were talking about the 25 second rule Spoiling Corey's corner again every week. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Our show prep doesn't work. Could you please answer your phone once when I call? Maybe we can get this in order. Damn it. Could be right. early, early Corey's corner. All right, we'll wait then. Yeah. We'll wait. <laughs> but uh, Well, why don't you do Corey's corner now so we can talk about it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, what I was saying is, what I was going to say about Corey's corner is just like, how can you have a 25-second clock and have it be a rule and not enforce it? It's either a rule or it's not a rule. And if it's a rule, just enforce it. And who cares? If it's not a rule, don't enforce it. Who cares? So it's no different than the star basketball player, MJ. I mean, you remember those days, right? Oh, yeah, obviously. I mean, he could do whatever he wanted. Right. Never got called for traveling. <laughs> or anything. Or anything. Hand che- but hand checking Offensive was a- fouls, never. Hand checking was allowed back then, but definitely not an offensive foul. And I feel like they're doing the same thing with Nadal. <laughs> yeah, he, and, and he he they. So first of all, Mary Carrillo brought it up, and McEnroe just he dismissed her like right away. Dismissed it. He was like, Psh, "What?" I don't think that's why he's winning. But well, meanwhile, he's cramping and he's taking forty-five seconds. It, they time. I guess she timed it, or he somebody timed it and said he's up to forty-five seconds. That's well, almost double. And I assumed that was a medical time medical time out but i don't they never really said i don't know what uh what the uh explanation was i couldn't really get that much from the and i'm probably because they didn't know either well no that that part is all right take a medical time out get retaped that's what i thought was happening but 
that's fine. But I'm talking about in between. If you can't hold your racket, you need every second you can get. Oh, totally. Because that's what he said in that interview after he said it. I couldn't hold my racket. Yeah. Which to me, you know, I almost wondered if he was going to try to start hitting. Like, if it had it got really bad, I was wondering if he was going to try to actually hit right-handed. Because he's a righty. And then, of course, I got mad at team. The very first point, he hits two shots right to Nell's backhand. I'm like, really? I got mad at team the entire... <laughs> I was about to say. Actually, that's not true. Uh, no, that is true. That is true. Because even early in the first set, he still could have gotten, you know gotten gotten a little further ahead maybe or gotten ahead without some unforced errors i mean he was breaking back and getting broken and breaking back you know it wasn't like it was a high quality all the way through no i think i was happy with him going for big serves yep um that was i had no problem with that the problem is you know nobody talks about when you go for those things you're gonna miss a lot more like people say oh just go big on every shot well gee if you could do that you would do that all the time like it's gonna work or it's not gonna work Right, and I think that's why his, you know, he could win two games in a row and then lose four games in a row. It was just it was either going in or it wasn't. All right, so one one thing we have talked about, mainly me, is the difference in this era versus the previous era. And one thing you one I, I hadn't thought about it. I don't, I don't I didn't doubt it from from the second you said it, but. Nobody, including the second quote, I'm doing air quotes here. I'm not. I don't want to lie to my hair. Let's do it. There they are. All right. I, 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 Emotional. I, I lied the first time. All right? right. I, I really want, you know, I don't want to lie to the fans. So I'm doing them now multiple times. Yeah. So the second best player, clay court player in the world, the prince of clay, not the musical prince, but um, the prince of clay, and he he can't compete. He can't compete. He missed a backhand volley. Oh, his volleys were awful. Ugh. <laughs> That's my Corey's corner. <laughs> and I'm not even Corey. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't, I mean, again, that's the thing. You can do everything right, set at the point, be at the net, and then not put the ball away, and it's like you lose the point. All right, so Roddick, you remember Roddick? I do. Hall of Famer? Yes. Uh, and I, I stand corrected. I fully apologize to Andrew Aloysius Roddick. <laughs> <laughs> again, that's weird. Agassiz's middle name is yeah. Aloysius, too. Uh, so in the in the infamous finals at Wimbledon in '09, I think Roddick missed a backhand to go up two sets to one. Right, ended up losing that second set in a breaker. And guess what he did? He folded. Right? Yeah. No, he did not <laughs> fold. No, he went to five. He went to five. Yeah. So the next set after he after he missed that backhand volley and then ultimately lost that break lost that set in a breaker he loses a third set in a breaker he was already up one set right was gonna go up two to none went down so now it's one to one he lost the next set in a breaker then what's he do oh let's get crazy he won the fourth set six three. Oh, but then he fell apart he couldn't <laughs> he couldn't take it was a six one right wasn't it no no breaks until no, sir. the last game it was 16 14 in the fifth yeah I rest my case. This era sucks. Well, again, you would have called Federer the same as what we call Nadal, but unbeatable on the king, uh, king of grass, right? Not weed. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what he does in his spare time. Right, he, he is pretty laid back. I must say. Yeah, I mean, he's the king of Wimbledon. Yeah, and and you know, Roddick misses a volley to go up two sets to one to none. And, and you would, and you would call Roddick at that time the second best on grass, right? 
Would that serve? I, I don't know, maybe. But yeah, I mean, he certainly was Similar, close. in the mix. Right. right, right, right. Yeah, it's... And I mean, it's hard to say. And again, I don't want—I can't say Nadal is any better now than he was eight years ago. That's what's so frustrating. Right. What I will say about this tournament that I hadn't seen before is that you know players were—I felt like players were actually trying to do something different for the first time against Nadal. All right. Agreed. A little bit agreed. Um, it seemed to me, first of all, team has beaten him three times, all on clay, right? Yeah, but I don't think that compares well, to the French. Two, agreed. Two out of three, and two of them were in the altitude. But still, it's better than not having ever beaten him and having zero, you know, it, it, nothing to hang your hat on, if you will. Well, yeah, I think he's got more wins on him on clay than anybody but Djokovic. So that ought to be worth something. You would think. You would think. So, anywho, so, uh, so he was definitely trying to hit big. And serve big, which I agree with you. I think that's a, a great strategy. Also seemed to be trying to keep it deep. And that seemed to work. Again, you're not going to just, you know, make Nadal shank balls all, you know, over the place. He's not just going to shank balls just because, you know, like <laughs> like everybody else does. <laughs> well, and I didn't have a problem with him uh... – you know, trying that again, but it's like when you hit it that deep, if Nadal knows all he has to do is get it back because you're not threatening him at the net by moving in, then, you know, you can't, you still can't win the points you should be able to win by stepping in and taking advantage of it. Well, so he seemed to have some sense of, uh, like you said, trying to do something a little different, keeping it deep, pushing him back. And, and again, you might not get some easy shitty ball back, but you get a ball that you don't have to run for your life on. Yeah, exactly. And so that's a huge difference. So he was doing that, but he missed that volley, man. He missed that backhand volley, and he was finished. Yeah, I would be curious to see who actually ran more in that match because it seemed like team had him on the ropes a lot of times. It seemed at least equal. Right. At a point when typically that's not the case. And it all serve was doing nothing. I'm right. like, God, his serve, he could serve that badly. And he didn't serve bad, but if he can serve like that and still win that easily... <laughs> It's just, I mean, why can he not win this five more years? I don't, I mean, because there's got to be a 13-year-old out there somewhere <laughs> right now listening to this podcast. It's yeah. ter- terrible parenting. Their parents should not be letting them <laughs> listen to this podcast. But if they are, then they're, ta- hey, I'll tell you another thing about this men's final. Make one volley yeah. in, in a match. Make one volley. God, your volleys, they suck. They're horrible. Well, and- I mean, if you know your player has bad volleys, that's the thing. If I'm the coach, you want to tell your player, okay, hit it deep, get him on the ropes, and then move in and put it away. But if you know your guy can't volley, do you just tell him not to come to the net ever, or what do you do? I am absolutely (laughs) dumbfounded on how shitty volleys are. I mean, Zverev is the same way. I mean, that is just – it's a pathetic level of volley. Literally, if I could hit pause on my remote, and reach down in the TV, take him out, and put you in <laughs> yes. just for the volley. Right, you're going to win the point. That's what. And that's why I watched that. I'm like, some of these balls are not difficult balls to volley. No. And when somebody play, they must play 30 hours a week, right? He must not volley. That's what I'm thinking. How do you not ever? You have to. I mean, you would think if the 30 hours a week you're on court, you have to spend two hours volleying. You would think minimum. All right. If, if first of all, if everybody's already resigned to the fact that Nadal and Federer and Erica, this is for you. Djokovic 
are the three greatest players in that order in the history of the world. 2017 and 12, baby. Okay. Then we see we can't beat them off the ground. Right. So what does that mean, Corey? Should we keep just beating our head (laughs) against the brick wall and see if the thing ever gives or, you know, no, maybe we ought to try a sledgehammer. Get in there, learn how to volley, and look what happens. You can get points over quicker. I mean, Nadal is in the parking lot returning serves. He's in their parking <laughs> right. lot returning serves. So you can be at the service line before he even hits touches the ball. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Well, look at Gasquet. When he played Nadal, he just basically gave up. So I think that's what we're, our strategy is. Just try something for a set. If it doesn't work, we're just going to go home. That's kind of what Del Potro did against Nadal. I'm going to go for a set, and then it didn't work, so to, I'm done. Now, to be fair, it's unclear at this time. Uh, <laughs> I haven't confirmed my sources. But apparently, he kind of tweaked something, apparently. I think he was getting worse each match. I think he had an injury coming in, so I think he kind of knew if he didn't win the first set, it was over. But if anybody doesn't win the first set at all, it's over. He shouldn't be. Right. But but that's why I tell you that that's the difference. I mean, everybody at this in this era is physically, you know, elite. They're technically elite. Right. Maybe game plans aren't all elite. But the emotional control and volleys are not <laughs> and volleys. Oh, dear Lord. But that's why I say, you know, Taylor Dent's got an academy in DFW, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping to get him on, by the way. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't listen and then he'll agree to it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he was the last great serve volleyer and injuries got him. Yeah. But it just it, just looking at the points set up. And the opportunities that people have had throughout whenever, not just this tournament or just the finals, but throughout, you know, the last however many years against Nadal, even on clay, hey, if you could just volley the stinking ball, you could really put some pressure on them. And nobody can volley. It's pathetic. Yeah, and it's just hard to watch because it's like what and again, he went like you said, team breaks back, and it's like, okay, well, what you're doing is working enough to want to keep doing it, I guess. But I had a friend who predicted that team would win in five sets. And I said, how can you predict that? That's like, I would bet my every dollar I had that that's not going to be the outcome. He might win the match, right? but he's not going to win in five sets. He's going to win three sets is the only way he's going to win. Right. Maybe four if he won the first two and Nadal sneaks in a quick one. Yeah, like one six in the third. And he gets over it because, oh, that was an anomaly. I didn't have my head on right. It didn't use that much energy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I just couldn't figure out. I mean, to me, once... The first set was over. You knew the match was over. And well, obviously, after two sets, definitely. Well, if you're, if you're Team Nadal, I mean, celebrate. You deserve it. You've won 11. You can only play who they put in front of you. He's 86-2 and two in a Grand Slam. That's such horseshit. <laughs> that is such horseshit. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, yeah, if you're, on, if you're Team Nadal, hey, celebrate. You know, hold up, you know, uh, 11 signs or whatever you want to do. Um, big forehead signs, whatever. <laughs> I'm not saying he's on roids, but damn. His, let me tell you something. His veins are so gross on his biceps. It makes him want to throw up. It's, 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 yeah, and they were saying he's naturally right-handed. But you can't even hardly tell it anymore. He used to be able to tell his left arm was way bigger. Now right. his right arm is huge, too. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, so, yeah, I think you are exactly right. A wasted tournament. A wasted tournament. Just give it to him. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to take anything positive out of the men's draw. Yeah, team made his first final, but I don't see him making a final any other slam. 
And he's not going to beat it all the next three, four tries of the French. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is that if Nadal quits today or before, you know, clay season next year, <laughs> then it will be, it's a little bit like, okay, the big dog's gone, so it's not as good. But what I'm, what I'm trying to spit out here unaffectively is that their level of tennis is quality when they're not playing somebody that they don't, they don't think they can beat. Yeah. So in other words, if team could play like he played in previous rounds the entire time, he still might've lost, but damn, let's, let's have a chance here. Right. Let's have a chance. Well, didn't you kind of know that, to me, one of the things that team made me know that team didn't have a chance is the fact that he barely beat Chekinato. And yeah, Chekinato had a great tournament and played well. But I mean, if you're taking Chekinato seven five seven six, you're not beating at all, right? I mean, I mean, if he rolled through the to the finals and lost maybe one set or no sets, and then he plays Nadal, he's got. I mean, he beats Vera pretty easily. Then I would have felt better, but I just felt like he wasn't even playing his absolute best in well, the I tournament. To, I told you what had to happen, and it didn't. Benoit Pair did not get a chance. <laughs> didn't get a chance to end the run. And neither did Fonini. Neither did Fonini. Hey guys, call in if uh, if you appreciate our your our support of you. Uh, <laughs> only against Nadal. I don't think he'd be anyone else. But you know, Nadal. Yeah. I think so. What a shit show. But you know, from watching this tournament, I'm changing my pick for who I would take against Nadal in any match, and it's Isner. <laughs> he's he's my only person. Every, look, look. So people can make fun of Isner. First of all, tennis Twitter, I don't really care what you say. You're stupid. <laughs> um, so I don't care that he you know, has whatever beliefs he has. He's not a racist. Yeah. But he's just slow as shit. And people laugh because he lost to somebody else or he can't get out of this round or whatever. I don't care. Right. That's not what it's about. No. If, if, you've, if you've got one match on clay and you're guaranteed that it matters to the two players – Nadal's one of them. Who do you want against him in the world right. on clay? I'm sorry. I'm going to have to slide my chips in on Isner. And you're exactly right. It might be a fluky situation. Maybe matchups. Maybe he's got a little bit in his head because he yeah. just doesn't give a shit. Maybe the, his height changes where the ball is for Nadal and he doesn't like it. Right. Whatever the well, game, Nadal can't stand against the back wall. In, exactly. The ball's still not going to be in the strike zone. Exactly. So he's not a threat to break as much. Which now does what? It does something that Nadal never has to, to deal with. A whole lot of pressure. Right. On his shitty serve. Yeah. Because relative to everybody else in the game, it's shitty. Right. Um. So, yeah. So, people can laugh. Oh, you can't beat Nadal. I mean, how are you going to beat Nadal if you can't get out of whatever round? Well, because is it, Nadal is a matchup different than every other player and... I'm with you. Well, and he's 86 and two, so he's got the two losses, and he's got he's only been to five sets twice ever, and once was it versus Isner, and once was versus Djokovic, where he lost, obviously, or one of the times he lost. But to me, that means that you know Isner's a lot better now than he was when they played six or seven years ago. Yeah, and I don't know that Nadal's game has changed very much. Yeah, at least on clay. Yeah, if hey, if you doubt us, well, you're wrong. But hey, email us or call in. Or yeah, something. the problem is the only time Isner would ever play Nadal would be in the quarters of the round of sixteen when he's already. Played three or four matches. He's winded. It'd be uh, better if he's unseated and plays in first round. Yeah, he needs to. Yeah, that's what he needs to do. He needs to bail on the clay court <laughs> season. He needs to pull a fetter, but play in the French. Right. Maybe he'll be unseated and then and then have a shot. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. And people can scoff, but nobody else gives him a, even an, a, 
a half a set is about all people. Four games yeah. is about the best people can do, and it's it is fucking pathetic. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> you're not you're laughing. You don't care what I said. <laughs> Hang myself, ruin my tennis right. career by saying the f word. Exactly. But uh, it, it 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 just makes me mad, man. It's so disappointing. I it's such faux joy in the rest of the tennis world. Well, he's the greatest of all time. He's number 11. This is incredible. Yeah, it's a shit show he's playing out there. A well, shit show. Well, yeah, and people make this argument that this set shows how great they are, whereas we're doing the argument, which is it shows how bad everybody else is. Again, he can only play. He's doing what he should do without question. So he is rolling through weak, weaker competition, but... Well, when you're a Sampras guy, did you, do you did Sampras ever win a slam without losing a set? Oh, I can't imagine. I don't think he did. Yeah, I don't um, think so ever. And at all, he didn't. He did lose one set in this tournament, but he's done that at least three or four times, and and Federer's done it at least I think three or four times. And to me, that's not a testament to their greatness. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, come it's on. Like, it's like the Warriors winning four zero is to me not more of a testament to no competition out of the East than how great they are. Yeah. And LeBron's wine and ass yeah. proves it. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, oh, I think that's, you have to factor that in. Well, it, you know, if, if we can kind of connect those dots, so Roddick and again, we talked about Agassi and Sampras in the, you know, last week at the tail end of their career. I don't know if it was on the episode we recorded or not. <laughs> um, it was, it was. All right. Wonderful. Uh, you know, so they pushed both of those guys a decent amount. Yeah. More than guys that are in their peak right, right now. And theoretically, Nadal and Federer sh- shouldn't be or aren't at their peak. I, I don't. I, all they can point to is 20, 20, 20, right. and soon to be probably 20, for God's sakes. Yeah. Um, yeah. If Nadal wins Wimbledon, imagine how crazy that argument's going to become. I'm going to I'm going to coach pickleball. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> it's yeah, I just I don't understand how you can uh not you're telling me somebody at 32 is that much better than everybody else. He is, but but that's not because he's so amazing. Right. It's all the guys that were, you know, legendary, all retired and now we're stuck with these guys. Can we finally talk about some real tennis? Please. All right, we're going to talk about real tennis, not the real tennis that you were supposed to research years weeks ago, but <laughs> actual great tennis when we come back. It's time to join the revolution. Go to our website, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com to get the latest episodes, email us your questions and comments, or give us show ideas. All right, we're back. We're back, ready to talk about some actual, real, legitimate tennis. Your so league. women's tennis. No, your league match. <laughs> Can you let me get my joke out? Timing no, is everything. <laughs> Any little pause, you want to stick your face in? Yeah, Damn I'm it. trying to save you. Um, no, you're trying to dodge me making fun of you again. Yeah, a pause is always suspicious. I know something's coming. <laughs> uh, no, women's tennis. How about that final, huh? It was good. I was kind of disappointed with just the way that she kind of faded, but it was it was fun to watch. Agreed. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't uh, the first set. You know, 
Stevens kept doing what she was doing all tournament. She's just rolling. And she even went up 2-0 in the second. And yeah. You know what I think happened? She started thinking about it. The finish line, baby. She's yeah. like, oh, wow, how heavy is this cup going to be compared to the U.S. <laughs> Open Cup? Yeah. And you start thinking. And you can tell. You can tell because a couple things happen. You, your racket head speed slows down. You don't finish. And footwork. Your, and your footwork. And she got caught on some balls that, like, come on. They weren't even coming fast. She just didn't move. Well, and did you know two things I didn't know before I watched that match? One, that Stevens was 6-0 and in finals going into that and never lost a final, which I didn't know. I knew that. And then Halep, I'd forgotten. I knew she was 0-3 in slams. I didn't realize that all three of them were three sets. Yeah. Uh, so she, Well, she was actually up. Though. Yeah. And that's what amazed me about this one is that she didn't think about that here we are again in the third set. And, you know, am I going to blow it again? Well, I'll tell you, first of all, it wasn't high quality from both players at the same time for the whole time. No. That's the ideal. That's what we're looking for. Right. It wasn't that. But it was quality from at least one of them. The, you know, one or the other the whole time was playing at a pretty high level. And the other one would be trying to fight through, et cetera, et cetera. So that's something. That's not bad. When they both showed up for the final, which is always unlike uh, like the Key- U.S. Open final. Yeah, Keys was, <laughs> right. yeah, that was a, yeah. That so was, that made it seem like it was, they both deserved to be there and, you know, it was going to be a worthwhile winner. And even, even the, the you know, she, Halep was up 5-0 in the third, and it, but it wasn't like, wow, how did that happen? Right. It was, you know, she was. Deuce games and long rallies. Yeah, and, Stevens wasn't playing great, but she was hanging around and, and muddling about and trying to, you know, trying to stay in it. It just, she didn't have it anymore for sure. And, and guess what? She might've been physically tired a little bit and really, I think nerves could have played into that, you know, yeah. your, your, your physiology of your body changes when you're, when your emotional control changes. Well, and isn't it different even though like she had to go into that match thinking that she was the underdog, right? Even though she's won a slam and Halep hasn't, I don't know because she's such a baller and she and that's what's amazing. Yeah, that's what I wonder how the you, psychology is in that match. Well, you know, in her head, she knows that Halep can just. Here's what here's what would happen. I don't think Sloan would have doubted it for one second if she would have been down a set and down two zero. Right, but she was up a set and up two zero, and in it. Isn't it very interesting that that messed with her mind, whereas the other way wouldn't have been? Well, and I do think that she knew that Halep was in better shape than her. Like long distance Which I think think does affect your mentality for sure. It can, sure, yeah. I think she knew the longer, well, put it this way, I think she knew the longer the match went, the less her chances were to win. Hmm. And Maybe. so I wonder if she starts going for more winners, you know, earlier in the points. Uh, yeah, I don't think that was. I wouldn't say that happened until she was already kind of, you know, down a break in the third. Yeah. But I, that was the first time I've seen Halep not really wilt in a final. Yeah. And not just because she won it, because she's won other finals. But I mean, she, there was never a moment, like she normally has these lapses where she loses three games in a row or, you know, just misses several shots in a row. I didn't ever see that. And looks eyes darting right. looking at Darren Cahill panicking you know and like just helpless and why me so that's a testament to him in the last you know 
five months. He's, oh, give the man the credit. <laughs> give the man the credit. Unbelievable, you piece of shit. <laughs> it's a testament to both. Um, yeah, and she didn't have an easy necessarily you know she started out the first set of the tournament she lost yeah and i, I was watching yeah i was you worried were, you're like oh lord here we yeah. go yeah, at least we wouldn't have to sit through uh you know a final of her choking just get it out of the way while you're right here right but uh but yeah she played i mean that kerber match was was tough for her yeah kerber faded in that match from, that was disappointing yeah, yeah yeah i mean but that was going to be tough for hallett from the neck right because that's you know obviously who she lost to um and then Muguruza was supposed to be, that was supposed to be a big deal. Yeah, that was the one that screwed up my prediction because I thought Muguruza would be able to just run her off the court, and she didn't. She started out down five zero or something, and that after that it was a real close match. But right, she she started too much too far down. Yeah, and Keys, man, she played some ball. Yeah, you don't expect her to be a contender in the French, so that makes me wonder. Well, for Wimbledon, I got to put her as one of the top contenders. She played some ball, but that six four six four, I think, is deceiving in the other way. I thought she never really had a chance in that match, even though it was four and four against right. Stevens. Yeah, in the semis. I, I agree with you. I, I thought she was kind of. I mean, the first set. I think didn't she get broken at four five in the first? Maybe I think they were on serve most of the way. So the first set was like it is shown but yeah i feel like the second set she was kind of behind most of the way but yeah stevens was just mentally emotionally <laughs> stronger in that match it seemed like so we asked um last week we asked the question was the men's better than the women's and i think it seemed to be clo- and you, you and i already knew closing the gap a bit but on the back end on the second half you know again of course we have to take out nadal uh, because nothing he does counts. Yeah, I mean, the Chichinato storyline was fun and interesting, but you kind of knew that was where it was going to end. Um, I thought it I thought it was going to end around before. Well, yeah, I mean, but I think, well, that's what I mean, but after he won that, you knew he wasn't going to be able to beat two guys like that in a row. We had the Chilich-Delpo match. That was fun. Right. That was a good match. Uh, I think they both played at a good level. And I think that's why Delpo... When we talked about, you know, who's kind of better in that era, Delpo, Chilich, or Warenka, who's like the clear five between the big four, and you said Delpo would be clear top four if he wasn't, hadn't had his injury issues. Busted up. And he kind of proved it in that match. He just, you know. It was four sets, and a couple of them were really close. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, still four sets. Right. um, But I think that's why part of the reason he went away so meekly against Nadal is, is that he had to play that the day before, the majority of the match. Right. So yeah, I was happy. I mean, he's Clay's never going to be his top surface, which is kind of funny considering he's Argentinian. But yeah, but he he's uh, also six foot whatever. Right. He his forehand is so huge, it's unreal. Yeah, we need to have like his forehand, Isner serve. You know, you can't even I can't even name a player's volleys. Who knows <laughs> to beat Nadal, Federer's volleys, I guess. Yeah. Even though you don't, we don't even Franken, think his volleys are that great. But Franken Franken player <laughs> put a piece together a player right. that can beat. Oh, God, I hate tennis. But, yeah, so on the women's side, I, I think it's shaped up to be a better draw overall on the women's side than the men. I think more compelling storylines, better matches. Well, and we haven't talked about what did we spend the whole last episode of hyping up? That <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't happen. So that, that, that totally took the wind out of the tournament overall. Well, you know, it's funny. But it did, 
but you still ended up having potential big deal matchups, which you did. You had big names shit. and big players, but I got to get, of course, I got to get your hot take on on that whole withdrawal. So you're talking about Serena, you know, moments before, was right? It oh, it was before? like, yeah, it was. I mean, it, when it was announced, it was less than an hour. I don't know if that was Tennis Channel's, you know, strategy of not wanting to tell people it was canceled, so they keep tuning in, but. I remember I heard about it before I watched the taped coverage that day and I was watching and they kept promoting it all day and I'm like, has it really not been announced yet? Right. Um, so Serena pulling out because of a pectoral muscle problem uh, ahead of her match with Sharapova, which was a hugely anticipated match, which based on the way the Muguruza match went the next round, I know. Eh, might not have been so good <laughs> exactly. for Sharapova. And by the way, didn't I say Serena shouldn't have been playing doubles? I thought that was so dumb. You are a genius. But... But I guess I don't think that would have mattered. It would have hurt anyone, right. probably. So. And I do, I really want to not believe her because I'm not a Serena fan, but when you when she loses 6-0 in the third set of doubles, to me that tells me there was something wrong. So I do believe that yeah, her oh injury yeah. was getting worse. It was legit, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I wish, I would like Serena a lot more if she did, if she went out there and lost a few games and then quit, but, you know, I understand why she wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, because you don't know. If it, if it's torn, I mean, that's big trouble. Well, yeah. I even think, I agree with you, but I even think if there wasn't risk of further damage, I still think she wouldn't want to go out there. I feel like she would rather just not go out there than be down 4-0 and then quit. And I, and and I don't mean that as an insult yeah, necessarily. Yeah, I think she's 100% right for that. Yeah. And like so I'm saying, I mean, why go out there if you know you can't finish the match or finish the tournament? What's the point? And her coach apparently is saying she's going to be back for grass. That it wasn't torn. Yeah, which makes you... And again, I mean, the, her whole thing in this tournament was, like you said, was to get matches. She never... As much as she might have said she thought she was going to win, or I don't think she ever believed she was going to win the tournament. Or, think, or didn't care. Right. It didn't matter. I think it was just, let me get in shape for Wimbledon and play a few matches, you know, and debut the cat suit for sales. <laughs> That was women's empowerment, you bastard. <laughs> um, so she's so, giving it away free uh, in all Nike stores, apparently. Because she wants to empower women, right? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Right. No, she's not. <laughs> sure, that thing's $300. Right. We and, should look that up. And I will not see that anywhere in the, the recreational courts, I'm sure. Oh, my God. I hope not. It would definitely be an attention grabber. Is that going to be your ladies' team uniform? Uh, yes, in the, <laughs> yes. In the fall. Well, so um, so she's a get again, just like she was this fortnight. She's going to be a question mark all the way through. We don't have any clear answers going forward. Uh, obviously, she looked good in spots, and then you know just ran out of physical ability. Apparently, so. But Wimbledon is the place where she should be able to do well. Yeah, shorter points. Right. You know, um, she can actually volley better than most of the men. <laughs> um, so that's something. What did you think of the, you know, the obviously the way Sharapova lost was not good, but the players coming back, you know, Djokovic, Nishikori, Sharapova, I thought they all kind of made progress, which is what you want. Well, Rinka didn't, but they all kind of made progress on their comebacks, which is what we're hoping for. Yeah. And poor Andy Murray, I'm not coming back, Tom. 100%. Well, good luck, buddy. Um, Is any player 100% on the tour? Yeah. Man, I'll tell you what. It it uh, it made a difference in adding to the thought, the idea of depth in the draws. But 
a lot, you know, some of them, you could tell they just weren't still there. Well, that was the only redeeming quality of the men's draw is that almost all the players that were supposed to be there were there. You know, Chechen not obviously being the exception, but you felt like all the guys were in the quarters that were supposed to be. Right. And I think that made it made the matchups more. At least we had interesting matchups. You know, having it all win makes it less interesting. But, but you know, the women's, you had a few randoms that you're not going to see again um, that I feel like takes a little bit of the luster out of the draw. Right. But that happens in every women's tournament. Well, and we, you know, and so Sloan faded. One of the, one of the stats I saw was that her serve speed in the first set or forehand speed, or I think it was forehand speed, was seven miles an hour slower at the end of the match than it was at the beginning. Okay. Now, whether that was nerves or, you know, right. or just fatigue or both, who knows? But that just shows, hey, she faded. And the same thing early in that, uh, when I think she, she was up 2-0 maybe. Yeah, I think and so. She, served, she double faulted. And that was only her third double fault of the match? No. <laughs> of the entire tournament that was crazy when so i heard that stat clearly i couldn't believe that clearly something was going on and i and i guarantee it was she saw the finish line and started thinking started yeah. getting out of the present and and uh and it got to her but my point being i didn't mean to run her down but my point being even with that slight dip it was still a better more compelling match because you felt like hey at any moment i can actually see her turning it around getting kind of getting back into that gear um, she would get up a game point or a break point, and you'd be like, okay, if she holds, it's still one break, or if she got a break point, you know, she'll still she'll be right back in it. And it didn't happen, but it was she was on the edge of it. She was on the edge of it. Whereas once, once team lost that first set, you were like, this is a this is right. over. And then you the first game, it's Nadal breaking. I'm like, shit, <laughs> of course. I know. And even I don't think he broke back in the second, but you know they had some deuce games and. Well, then it reminds me of I had a, this wasn't you, by the way, but I had a coach who used to tell me I had a match one time that I almost lost and I, and I was way ahead, kind of like you were talking about, I was upset in a break or something and I came off and he said, what happened? And I said, oh, I just started thinking about what I was going to do the rest of the day. You know, I was just thinking about winning and he right. said, and he said, whenever that happens, you just need to think dumbass, dumbass, dumbass. Just repeat dumbass. <laughs> yeah. And so I, you'd think Dunkoff. that wouldn't happen. At Dunkoff. The, <laughs> in the German for dumbass. Yeah, I have no idea, but I need to learn that too. But you would think at professionals that wouldn't happen, but you know it does. It has to. Well, it's clear that it does. You can watch the screen and you can see that it does. There's no, I mean, when you, I don't speak German, <laughs> but team does. Matter of fact, he yells it yeah. a lot. And you, I mean, obviously that's in the second set that's happening and it's because he knows it's over well and by the way the final game it happened in it all he's at 40 love and loses three points in a row and all of a sudden they're in like three or four deuces right so even to him it happens when you're that close so it happens but you know the best players he he, he basically gave away three points and that was it he came back and won. you know so it's just it's how you handle it after that moment well you know why um nadal started cramping in his hand <laughs> I'm going to leave the pause open for the joke. Karma. Oh, yeah? Because apparently he's been a bad boy. Uh-oh. Apparently he made comments. He must listen to the podcast. <laughs> because his, I, I guess somebody asked him, I guess just because they wanted to get tennis Twitter a buzz. Right. Uh, he was asked, should you know there be equal prize money? And he said no. Really? He said whoever, it should be based on who draws what. Okay, well, that's what we've said. That's what I've said. I don't right. know what you said, but that's what I've said <laughs> from the beginning. It's, yeah. Now, the problem is, is it's not like, 
you know, a stand-up comedian where you go to a show and if you sell out, you get bonuses and you get a piece of the door and all right. that. You can't do that at a tournament. It's kind of difficult, especially for all the tickets that are being sold, like ground passes and all right. that. Um, but at the French, there's a small chance to have some sense of who does what because the women's final is all by itself. Right. And the men's final is all by itself. And they sell separate tickets to each event. Right. And here's what's funny. If the women, it's just, it's a mess, first of all. But yeah, anyway, so Tennis Twitter was all bitching at Nadal. He, <laughs> he had an opportunity, blah, blah, blah. Was this just this weekend? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was at this tournament. Well, could you imagine? Unless unless Tennis Twitter dug up a question from 1978, yeah. which is possible. <laughs> right. But they're, they're calling his, you know, saying it's, you know, it's uh, his comments are disappointing. Why? <laughs> they're his opinion. It's not right. business. When could you imagine tomorrow if the NBA announced that they were going to have equal pay for WNBA and NBA? Yeah, the NBA would go on strike. That would be insane. It, yeah. Either the NBA would go on strike, the NBA players would go on strike. Right. Because they're bringing their salaries all the way down to the 50 grand right. that WNBA. That's true. Them. If they're paying the NBA, the WNBA the same, then who cares? Or, or they would have to bump up the women, the WNBA, up to the ridiculous amount the men are getting paid, and then the whole NBA would go out of business. So either way. <laughs> right. But, uh, but yes, I mean, one of the things that Nadal did was he, he, compared, it, he, said, he compared it to male models, which yeah. is unfortunate. <laughs> so he said basically female models get paid more than right. male models, and we don't bitch because yeah. they're more in demand. Right. So what he's saying is, is I don't even think he said men are more in demand. I think he said whoever's more in demand should get more whatever. I say they just need to separate every tournament, yeah, including the Grand Slams. I'm done. I'm done. Who gives a shit? Well, and the way you could do it as part of the Slams is you could do alternate days. All men's first-round matches are on Monday. All women's first-round matches are on Tuesday. So it's still the same site and the same... Same week. Yeah, but it's just alternating. Yeah. And then... Because again, I go back except for except for the ITF, except for the Grand Slams, the the rest of it's separate. Yeah, I mean, I don't see what's wrong with that. All the other tournaments are pretty much separate anyway. So well and here's 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 what just proves the ridiculousness of tennis Twitter is when you have a tournament that is the a, a dual site, it's on at the same time. WTA and ATP are on at the same same tournament, same site, same week. But each of the tours has designated those two tournaments as different levels. Therefore, the prize money is different. Right. But Tennis Twitter loses its shit because the patriarchy is running everything. It's got nothing to do with that. Because other women's tournaments that just don't happen to be connected to men's tournaments, they, they're, you know, they're bigger than some men's tournaments going on at the same time. It just... It's just wacky. Well, and of course, you have the top 20 men playing in a tournament, and you only five of the top 20 women. That's going to affect who comes. And But if it's if the men's tournament's a higher level, then more of the top men are going to play. It's, it's wacky. It's just it's, it's wacky. And, and to be honest with you, even if they separated everything out, it still wouldn't matter. I mean, people... And here's the other thing. They want to act like equal prize money, like it's the same sport, but yet when you try to say, hey, listen... Yes, when I say the men's ten, men's player is the best in the history of the game, 
Would you say, well, uh, Sabrina would disagree. <laughs> uh, you know, now you're trying to put them back together again like they're the same sport. But then when I say, okay, well, let's have Serena and Federer play. Well, they're different sports. That's just even a dumb question. <laughs> right. uh, for shit's sakes. Yeah. The reason the NBA is not as popular as the NBA is because the NBA players are a, a hundred million times that's too much. <laughs> a lot more times superior in terms of what they're doing on the court than the WNBA players. Yeah. Sorry. Serena is the greatest player player ever, but she would lose to Federer six oh six oh six oh. Yeah. No. The, no, she would not <laughs> because he's he's too much of a PC tennis <laughs> Twitter you know whatever. Nadal would destroy her because he can't. He's too competitive. Right. And apparently he hates women. Well, it would be very obvious if Nadal was was tanking. Yeah, because you've never seen him not just right. bring it. <laughs> so yeah, I just don't understand why they need to like. Why do they ask? I feel like they ask these questions hoping that Nadal that the guys are going to say no, or they they're just setting them up to answer it. You know that way. Yeah, because the only player they like is Murray. Yeah. Because he's always like, eh, I think uh, you know <laughs> Sally Johnson from you know 1922 would disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Murray. Shut Did up. Did you hear the uh, the other little tidbit? How come of... you don't still have a woman coach in you? What happened to that, huh? Yeah. Huh? How come Moresmo is still not your coach? Sexist. You pig. Did you hear the uh, the funny post-match press conference that no one showed up to? Oh, with Chilich? Yes. That poor guy. That poor guy. So that, why can't I get a press pass if nobody's going to Yeah, talk we'd to go Chilich. talk to him. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you hire a PR firm if nobody shows up to your press conference? Like, we got to do something. No, he doesn't care. I guarantee you, I guarantee you that uh, back home he's got tons of endorsements and whatever. You know what I mean? I like, guess, but know. I mean, and they don't like doing that crap anyway. Oh, that's true. I mean, they they don't care. They don't. They're not. I mean, he was happy. I'm sure. I don't have to answer these these dumb questions. But I'm sure he was like, "Well, damn." Yeah. <laughs> they packed the house for Delpo. Yeah. Like, what did what did you do wrong at that fifteen thirty point at four all in the third set? Like, I'm sure they hate those questions. Well, here's the best news about Nadal's win it's grass court season yes there's already been grass court matches going on <laughs> tournaments going on and i don't even know where you can find them but uh but i'm 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 over clay now and at least people have a chance against roth if he wins wimbledon I, i'm out i'm out roger you mean no if nadal wins wimbledon i'm out see i would rather nadal win it than federer yeah, I guess. Because to me, it's more of an indictment. If Federer wins it after three months off, like he did last year, he can beat everybody. Everybody's practicing every day, playing matches. He he doesn't play for three months, and he still wins a tournament. Well, if Federer wins it, then that just proves us even more right. Oh, totally. Every single day. Of right. Every single day. So go Fed. <laughs> I just want to see somebody volley just once. And and again, this is not insulting your guy, but if Sampras, so he retired at the U.S. Open, if he came back and played the next year at Wimbledon, after six months off. First round. What would he have done? Yeah, exactly. Out. That's what I mean. It's like, and and that has nothing to do with his skill level. That's the fact that there were 50 other good players then that what? would have beaten him. 20 <laughs> Twenty and counting. Ridiculous. He's going to end up with like 24 and it all going to end up with about 20 or 21 when they're finished. He's going to have double everybody but Sampras. And if Djokovic can hurry up and get his long face ass in order <laughs> and they quit, he can rack up 10, you know, in, in three two, years. Two to three years. Yeah, you're right. No, yeah, he can't get 10 in two years. <laughs> the hell, he's awesome. <laughs> so, anyway, all right. Well, I think we've wrapped a bow on this shitty men's French Open. <laughs> yes. This 
wondrous women's French Open. Congratulations, Hollop. Did you did you did you tear up a little? <laughs> I I enjoyed <laughs> watching her. You know, after she didn't actually have as much of emotion as I thought she would. After you're dead inside. Yeah. Uh, well, she was kind of. Uh, she, she was. Too. Well, no, she went up there and she hugged Cahill yeah. and, and cried and hugged other random Romanian people. <laughs> I don't know who they were. Um, Tyriac and Comanich were there. Yeah. How, how, why didn't Comanich do a backflip out of the stands to hug her? <laughs> she looks like about the same age when she was in the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's something to look forward to for the women's. And I have no idea what to predict for the women's for Wimbledon of the women's. We kind of, again, we know what's going to happen to the men's for the most part. I don't know what to expect for the women's because I don't see Halep or Stevens on grass, really. I, I'm I'm with you with Keys. I think Keys is going to be a threat. She's Yeah, she's the one that should be able to actually build some momentum into grass from this because she overachieved at the French. Yeah, she even knows her limitations on grass. Yeah, whereas typically when someone you know wins their first slam like Halep, they have a little bit of a letdown in the next one. So I wouldn't even expect. I'd be pretty surprised if she makes the semis. Actually, same with Sloan. You know who? You know really who's going to have the best chance to win Wimbledon on the women's side. This side, Serena. Whoever follows this podcast first, <laughs> our first sponsored player. Ladies, get in there. The karma is waiting for you. That didn't sound appropriate at all. <laughs> Come get some of this karma. No, yeah. that, not that either. Better, this isn't say car. He said karma. Karma. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, karma is waiting for the first blue check mark WTA player to follow this podcast. Why don't we care about men's players? Because karma can't help. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> it. All right. Well, aside from technical, not really as many technical difficulties this week, we had a bunch of issues with the mics and the headphones. So, yes. hopefully, y'all didn't hear any noises or weird <laughs> stuff we were hearing. Only but, me. As long as I'm, no, I'm I suffering. Heard, I heard a oh, okay. little bit of this and a little bit of that. It was a disaster. <laughs> so not technically savvy here at the old Tennis Revolution podcast. <laughs> well, we wrapped it up. You excited about grass courts now? I am. Hopefully we'll see some volleys for the love Looking of forward to the boodles. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's a good one. I, I saw that last year and I was like, what in the hell is we that? We got to get into the boodles. <laughs> oh, ladies, there's some boodles waiting for you. That's right. All right. Anything else? That's it. Great answer. All right. Well, everybody, you know exactly what to do, damn it. You already downloaded. That's good. But share it, share it, share it. Tweet it, retweet it, Facebook, whatever you do with that. <laughs> eh, I don't know about Instagram. I don't know if you can share a non-picture, <laughs> um, but get on our Instagram. Share a black screen. That's our hey, profile picture. Listen, we're we're still growing on the Instagram. It's not even... <laughs> I this is not even funny anymore. This is a serious business for me, and I'm into it. Yeah, I'd like to send a note to them or something. You've got to put on the page that you're our goal. I think we would get more if you said we want to be the have the most followers with zero pictures. You got to make that like your bio on there. Yeah. So where do you God Almighty? I don't still don't know how to find followers. How do you? We're up to 55 followers, baby. <laughs> That's what we were last week. <laughs> no, we were 54. Oh, okay. Well, we know who that was. Our co-host from last week followed us. I don't think so. (laughs) I don't. She ran for the hills. She followed an unfollow like Vesnina. That's unbelievable. No, it was uh, Wickmire. Oh, that's right. I wish it was Vesnina. Yeah. Yeah. Yanina or Vesnina. Yanina, not Vesnina. Yes. Wickmire. Maybe Uh, if we knew her name, she wouldn't have unfollowed. I did. (laughs) Maybe that's the problem. I knew her middle name and her sign. Um, no, I didn't. <laughs> All right. So get on the, uh, tennis revolution podcast.com, the old website, follow us, uh, or like our fan page at, uh, Facebook tennis revolution 
podcast, <laughs> I think. Um, tennis Twitter. Remember, it used to be all those numbers and all that nonsense. I smartened up. I accidentally figured out you could change your name. I just accidentally found that out. I don't even know how. I can't believe that hasn't been manipulated by somebody. You know, get a million followers and then change to, you know, white supremacist or something. You know, get, oh, look who followed my page. And I feel like that would, that's a recipe for disaster. Huh. That's a good, yeah, well, I think I'm going to try that. <laughs> W-H-I, no, stop it. Uh, change it to John Isner. Same thing. <laughs> just kidding. John Isner, we love you. Um, and Jack Sock, we love you too. Yes. Uh, we defend y'all against uh, Twitter. Second week of the uh, French, how do we not talk about Jack Sock? Oh, yeah, he <laughs> lost first round. So it was like all the one, zero, whatever. Now it's just Tennis Rev Pod. Spelling out, T-E-N-N-I-S-R-E-V-P-O-D, Tennis Rev Pod on Twitter. Follow that. I think you can send us comments and questions and stuff like that. I don't know if they'll ever get read because I don't even know where they are. I don't know where to find them. Um, so good luck there. Um, and then of course on Instagram, what is it? Tennis revolution pod. Yes, sir. I believe. And guess what? Our expert Erica last week gave us the lowdown that it is at what Instagram is also at whatever the hell you are. <laughs> Isn't that something? That sounds perfect. We're learning stuff. So do all that stuff, share all that stuff. And, uh, I don't know what good it's going to do you. Uh, hopefully it'll allow you to share this pod because damn it, the world deserves it. Um, I love American tennis, but I'm still happy for Hollip and the men's tennis. Eh, who gives a shit? <laughs> All right. Until next time. Thanks for joining the revolution. Bye guys. Somebody follow us.